you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Never stop fighting for what you believe in and for the people who care about you. Carry yourself with dignity and pride. Demand the best from yourself and be totally unafraid to challenge entrenched interests and failed power structures. Welcome back to Cuketards FM. This is our 18th episode, and we're here with Ray, our other host, and a self-identified white nationalist named John. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're uh, we're really interested about your perspectives and the way you shape your beliefs. Most people um, would immediately call it racist, but from what I heard in your last podcast. It goes a lot deeper than that, if I'm correct. And I'd love to hear about how you developed this perspective. Yeah. Uh, well, to go into it, this idea of racism is a uh, complete bullcrap. It was really just invented in the 1960s. Like, this idea of racism is really bizarre uh, in the sense of a nation because every nation, by the left standards, has always been racist, meaning they've always been based on race every nation that's ever existed has had a racial identity but yet we're in the united states was no different america has always been a european colony but yet in the 1960s these leftists invented the idea of racism as a way to attack white people why would they want to attack white people with racism <laughs> the late 60s is right when African Americans in America started being on par with any white American as far as their opportunities. If they worked hard, if they got out of bad neighborhoods, they had the opportunity to succeed. Um, however, that seems to, to be right around the time, uh, the early 60s is when racism popped up. Uh, why the timing and what, and what would it do to help uh, minority groups arm themselves against white Americans? Well, I could talk about a lot of things, but, and it's a very complicated thing. You have to read a lot of history books and, you know, there's a lot of different narratives, but to make it simple, the white race up until the 1900s was the dominant race on the planet. We pretty much colonized every other country, even China. So obviously us white people have made a lot of enemies. All right. Now, the reason America became progressive in the 1960s, I would say it was primarily because of the communists, the Soviet Union. And we have the proof for this. If you read, uh, look at the, uh, uh, what are they called? The F. God, I'm forgetting things now. I'm stage fright, I guess. Uh, what are they called? The secret police. The, uh, the S, the KGBT. There you go. KGB. Yeah, those guys. They admitted that they wanted to subvert America. And one of the ways they want to subvert America, to weaken America, was by inciting a race war, 
with the hope of collapsing the United States to make the Soviet Union the world superpower. That's one of the reasons, as well as you've always had progressives. Like, this isn't something that was new to the 1960s. It's just that, you know, after World War II, all the white men who were conservative had died. We'd lost so many men that at the entire population were a bunch of young people, and young people were, those people were a bunch of hippies. And so they were able to gain power and start pushing for all these uh, social justice reforms to our country. Uh, and that's just basics on why this happened. However, where am I going with this? What, what was the original question? Well, why the 60s in particular? And you're actually kind of answering it. I'd like to add something in that history typically is said to repeat itself every three generations. Because by the third generation, the people who made it there forgot the hardships their ancestors went through to get there. And that might be yes. part of the reason that happened in the 60s. Well, it's, it was happening, but succeeded in the 1960s. Uh, pretty much what the idea was is that we would, in America, we... Let me go back. Let me just... Sure. I'll give you my philosophy on this, and then we can talk about how my philosophy explains okay. the issue. I'll sit back for a moment. Yeah. Let's go back to the founding of America, the myth of the founding. America is a nation like every other. And what is a nation? There are three things in history that have always held up a nation, like a table. And the table has three legs. Culture, politics, and race. And what I mean by this is uh, these are things that people have in common that keep them from killing each other. That's what a society is about, trying to stop people from killing each other. And the more things that people have in common, the less likely they are to kill each other. So... Uh, race is about ancestry, you know, if everybody's related to each other of the same race, that gives them a good reason to like each other because they're all part of the same family, the same tribe. And in my view, race is probably the biggest factor other than culture and politics into stabilizing a nation. But you also have culture, and this is your identity has like a Christian has a progressive, has a conservative, your attitudes towards different uh, aspects of life, like, you know, gay marriage and all that, this is what culture is. And culture also holds people together. And then you also have politics. And this is the government. All right. Talking about the Constitution, you know, your allegiance to one king or another. This is politics. So this is the way these things interact with each other. You have uh, race, you have culture, and you have politics. And in order to have a stable nation, you have to keep these three things in order. All right, Because when you get rid of race, culture and politics tends to become unstable. And it's just like a table. It falls apart. All right, When you have a table that has three legs and you kick out one of the corners, the table is going to fall apart. So when you get rid of race, the other two things will fall apart. So politics will fall apart, as well as culture. And, of course, you can say vice versa. If you get rid of politics or culture, race can fall apart. And this is uh, what happened to America. We used to have uh, these three things in common. America, as it was created, had always been an Anglo-Saxon colony. It was a white country. That's what the Founding Fathers intended, 
you read the Constitution, it said that America was to be a country for white men. And we are also a Protestant country as well. And that was our culture. We are a Protestant nation. And of course, we had for politics, we had the Constitution. And this is what held America together. Well, that's an excellent explanation of pillars of any nation and what keeps it stabilized. Do you, what, what, what do you think the first pillar in America was to fall? Uh, I mean, this is hard to say because, you know, these things are kind of like a holy trinity. You know, you can't really separate them. You know, you can't just say that America is just a white country and that you could get rid of its culture and it'll be the same. Because Protestantism was uh, integral to our nation. So you could say that because America lost its culture, people stopped caring about their race. And that's how we lost race and culture. Or you could say that people lost interest in their race. And because they lost interest in their race, they started uh, falling apart culturally. So you could probably have this back and forth. And I'd say they're intertwined. But during the 1960s, not only did we have the racial revolution, but we also had a cultural revolution. So not only did we say that being white doesn't matter, that anybody can be an American, you can be any color and become an American, but we also said that anybody can be an American regardless of your social standpoints or your religion. So if you're a Muslim or you're a feminist, you can come here and be an American. And here we are today with America falling apart. All right. right. Yeah. Well, I have a question. There's a fit. A yeah. question that I think maybe some viewers or listeners might want to know as well. And the first one that I want to ask you: Can you explain, especially considering how the media portrays um, white people generally, the difference between white supremacy and white nationalism? Uh, yeah, first off, it's hot in here, so I need to go get me water. So, hold on a second, please. It's so hot in the UK right now, I had to turn my fan off, so it doesn't make a loud noise, and I'm, I'm like, sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating too. Hold on. It'll be like... That makes <laughs> yeah, but you guys will be really, really hot. I'm complaining about, like, 20 degrees Celsius, which is, like, uh, 60? 65 or so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably 75 here. It's actually pretty nice, but it's really windy, and I had to close the windows. Oh, yeah, because it just blows on the microphone. It's so sensitive. Like, it's the worst. Oh, he's back. Awesome. Yeah. All right, what was the question again? Okay, so for the for listeners and the viewers, mm -hmm. and how the media portrays white people in general, which is there's another story on that that I did earlier that I want to talk about, can you explain the difference between white supremacy which is what is used in the media they call us yeah no they call us white supremacists yeah and white nationalism can you tell the listeners and viewers the difference well that's the funny thing is i don't think anybody knows what a white supremacist is or a racist for that matter can anybody give me the definition because it seems like everybody's a racist nowadays and they've changed it so much. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, that's that's the problem, right? So I was saying to Gabe earlier, apparently if you, like, search anything on Google now, if you ask it, if some anything, like, pick a word, any word, ask Google if it's racist, there will be an article 
about how it's racist. Like I did, our bathrooms yeah. racist. Things came up about racist race race and bathrooms. Our yeah. dogs racist. Yes, there was. I do have it about how dogs were racist. Our cats racist. Well, there wasn't anything about cats, but they talked about cat in the hat and Doctor. Oh, cats are racist. Dude. Cats are the most racist animals on earth. They got to be. They're the most judgmental things. <laughs> they hate everybody. But um yeah, here's my uh explanation for racism. They changed the definition, like you gotta understand the history of leftism and the history of all of politics. Like this is not a unique issue to our time period. I'll go back. What racism originally was about back in the day was about not hating people for their skin color that's what it was about it was about the idea that everybody is equal and that all we have to do is give people of color a chance and they'll be just like white people that was the idea back in the 1960s and we tried that and to make long story short it didn't quite work uh people are different people are different uh in terms of achievements not everybody is made equal all right, not there cannot ever be equality, uh, even between people of the same color. There is divisions. Not everybody in one race is going to be equal, and certainly when it comes to different people groups, all right, different people are able to achieve different things. Excuse me. You can look at sports. You can look at academia. Uh, you can look at just about everywhere. You can see that people of different races and ethnicities perform differently. And, you know, America has been falling apart because of this, because we have so many different races in America competing for their own interests that America is just tearing each other apart. Everybody's demanding that their people group get more resources and we don't have the resources. And so now here we are. Now, the left, they realize this. They realize that not everybody can achieve the same thing. They realize that just because you send a black person to Harvard, that they're not going to become uh, smarter than anybody. They know this. So what they're focusing now is on equity. You know what that is, right? Yes. So now what the modern left is trying to do is they're trying to rework the civil rights movement into a communist movement. The idea of modern communist cultural Marxism, the idea is basically communism based on race. So the, uh, and, of course, communism. The idea of communism, of course, being that you have this class system and you have the rich people taken from the poor and we need the poor to take back their wealth from the rich. That is the idea of communism. Now, what the left are doing is they're trying to rework communism to be about race. So the idea is, is that white people are evil. Everything about whiteness and white society is terrible. We have to tear it all down. And we have to take everything that white people have stolen, stolen land. We have to take all these resources from white people and give it to people of color. All right, that's what modern racism is about. It's not about equality. It's about attacking white people. Racism is a code word for anti-white. They want to use racism as an excuse to take away white people and attack them. If you look at... Uh, how racism is used, that's always the case. Black people are never attacked for being racist. Mexicans are never attacked for being racist, even though minorities are far more racist than white people. Look at the hate crimes. They commit far more hate crimes than white people. Racism is only ever used to attack white people. 
because it's not about equality. It's about taking white people's stuff and attacking white people and trying to uh, give it to people of color. Reparations. They want their reparations. Yeah. Even did you uh, that African-American billionaire? He was saying he wanted reparations from white America. A billionaire. I mean, we've already billionaire. tried that for 50 years and it still hasn't worked. Yeah. I was just going to say that last little bit that you said was something that I was just about to say. It was on the tip of my tongue to say that because you can look at like when that whole stop Asian hate thing was happening, it was always towards white people when in fact the people that were perpetrating the crimes and it was very obvious were black. black. Yeah. 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 And even uh, there was a girl. Did you see that like she got she got attacked with a hammer in the eye and nearly lost her eyesight but she didn't say what color the perpetrator was so that's how we knew that the perpetrator was black because she was so scared well why would you need no bad skin color what does that matter well unless of course she was a white person then obviously it's because of racism but the person of color yeah i I, like can guarantee if it was a white person she would have said it was a white person they always do Mm -hmm. all right you always and that's why we're kind of changing the subject. We can talk about the media bias against white people in a minute. But back to what I was saying. Uh, there are many different people in the left who are attacking white people, and all of them have different ideas. But pretty much to overgeneralize it, what the modern libtard believes is that America is a irredeemably racist country, that white people are terrible, we are the devil, and that in order to have diversity, we have to exterminate white people. Pretty much what us white people are is we're the modern-day Jews. They blame us for everything, and they want to have a holocaust against us. They believe that if we replace white people with brown people, that America is going to become perfect. It's going to be rainbows and pride parades all day long. And uh, there's going to be complete socialism and equality for everybody once we get rid of white people, because they believe that white people are the oppressors. So they want to exterminate us by trying to stop us from having kids, importing millions of immigrants into our country, as well as encouraging race mixing to get white women to have brown babies. But here's the irony. Brown people are not progressive. Brown people, on average, are far more racist, far more sexist, and far more homophobic than white people. And we're seeing this in Europe. All right, Synagogues are being vandalizes churches are being vandalizes and gay people are being uh beat up as well as women are being raped and they're not being raped by swedish men they're being raped by muslims all right on average i mean it's i mean it just doesn't make any sense because anybody who actually does their research knows that this idea of progressivism is complete bullshit importing brown people into america is only going to make america more of a shithole it's not going to make it better it's going to make it worse because minorities are far more racist than white people. Amer- uh, brown people commit far more crimes. They are far more homophobic. And they are far more anti-feminism than white people. Alright, when white people become a minority, there's not going to be any gay pride parades in the streets. Alright, especially if you're in a Muslim area. Alright, when white people become a minority, there ain't going to be any women's rights. Alright, uh, Hispanics, Mexicans are Catholic. And the Muslims are Muslim. If anything, you know, if you're a Republican, you would actually like mass immigration because there's not going to be any progressives left over because these brown people are not interested 
in anything that these liberals are trying to push. The only people who are progressive in the world, the only people who treat people right, regardless of their race, are white people. I couldn't have said it better. That, and I, wow. Just to jump in really I'm, quick, just on that topic. Yeah, go Just on that topic about what you just said, because a lot of people might be listening and thinking, oh, this is really like ignorant and this that can't be true and they're ignorant if you've lived around minorities you know exactly how they act yeah i I went to a black school all right i went to laney high school and trust me black people are not real progressive all right some of them are gay some of them go to gay pride parades but if america was black it would not be progressive go to africa they don't have gay pride parades in africa yeah, well, so just as an example, in the UK, there was a massive issue recently with basically sex education at school. So what they were teaching kids at school and the heavily, yeah. heavily Muslim schools had uh, that all the parents outside protesting against it. Yeah. So the liberals had to choose which side. Do we take yes. the, do we take the side of the of the Muslims and be all inclusive, or do we take the side of the fact that we? Oh no, it wasn't um, really young. It was just about it was just about teaching about gay relationships in sex yeah. education. That was basically it. Hey, but and they said no, we don't want that. So everybody was like super confused. But not only were they they didn't say anything. They didn't have an opinion on the subject. They didn't want to talk about it because they they couldn't they couldn't pick a side. Because they had to- well, they're like a cult is what they are. It's like if you have somebody who's brainwashed in a religious cult and you try to tell them God isn't real, you know, they're not going to accept it. They're just going to ignore reality. You know, not saying God isn't real or anything, but talking about that like cult mentality, that's what these liberals have been brainwashed with. Their entire lives, they have watched all these movies about minorities, glorifying minorities. If you were a kid in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. If you watch uh, shows like Family Matters, uh, The Cosby Show, and all these other black shows, they always glorify black people as being civilized people, as being perfect. And they always show you these movies about the Holocaust trying to demonize white people. So these progressive whites living in their gated communities, they legitimately believe that all white people are racist, are evil people who are going to beat and rape their wives. While minorities, on the other hand, are just like Steve Urkel. They're all good people, and the only reason any minority would do anything bad is because of inequality. So it's white people's fault that blacks are committing crime. That's the mentality that these progressives have been brainwashed with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they say things like, basically, you can't win as a white person. You are either you subconsciously racist and you need to fix it. And it's like, well, how do I fix something that's subconscious? I can't can't fix that or kill yourself that's their solution <laughs> i kind of like the truthfulness from you john like it's just straight savage i mean that's really the only solution because us whites for the past 50 years have done everything we can to push equality yeah for fast 50 years we elected barack obama and it still hasn't worked america is even worse off than it was ever as america becomes more brown it becomes more like a brown country it becomes more like Mexico, it becomes more like El Salvador, it becomes a third world country. And it's not because of white people, it's because we've been importing mass populations of third world people. But yet these progressives, they are a cult. They cannot accept the fact that people are different and diversity does not work. So instead, they always want to find another way to blame it on white people. 
It's conspiracy land is what it is. Us white people are like the Illuminati. We're just being blamed on everything. I was going to point out that here, even the people that we have imported, the progressive idea that these people will integrate into our culture and society hasn't worked. Here in where I live, we have a large uh, Muslim population, mostly from Somalia, Sudan, parts yeah. of Afghanistan, and they have not integrated at all, and they've created these neighborhoods, uh, mm -hmm. their own little slums, and a white person doesn't feel safe there. I don't feel safe there, and I get dirty looks from them. Like, when I first moved here, I didn't really care about color, so if uh, they have to be black, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. This is going to be a long answer I'm about to give. I might curse a little bit. But pretty much these immigrants who are coming here, I got I got two different things to talk about. These immigrants who are coming here, they don't want to assimilate. These people are economic gold diggers. They are coming here just to get welfare, but they don't give a shit about our culture. They don't care about the American flag. Most of them burn it in protest. They don't care about the Constitution. A lot of them don't even want to learn English. And here's the contradiction about being like a Muslim American. If you're somebody who wants to be in America, then immediately, if you want to live here, you would want to give up your culture. But the fact that these people are bringing their culture in here and not wanting to assimilate proves that they don't care about being an American. They just want to colonize us. Alright, this is what's happening. These immigrants are not immigrating. They are colonizing. They are coming here. They're setting up their neighborhoods. And they are having as many minority babies as they want. And as they become more and more of a majority, they are becoming more racist and intolerant uh, towards white people. Sorry about that. As a matter of fact, I'll talk about Mexicans real quick. Uh, back in the day, back in the 90s, Mexicans used to be pretty black and the reason was is because mexicans were a very small minority back in the 90s but as they became more and more of a majority they realized they could have more power and look all people are tribalistic this is how it goes so these people who are coming here as they became bigger and bigger of a majority they just started colonizing they gave up integration they stopped learning english and now we have massive uh, what's the word to use? Massive hives of Mexicans living in this country who many of them don't even want to learn English. Many of them don't want to be friends of white people. And we've even been, been excuse me, we've even been seeing this with the race war between blacks and Mexicans. Blacks and Mexicans are killing each other all the time in incredible numbers. Oh, because no, 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 Mexicans... No, no, it's only white people. Only white people. Wait, what? Only whites are getting killed by who? No, it's, oh, yeah. it's We're only, being white people, only white people killing, killing uh, blacks and Mexicans. I'm just I'm just fucking with you. Go on. <laughs> We're doing a terrible job. I mean, I guess we don't even have to try. Like, they're already doing that job for us. All right, if you're a white supremacist who wants to actually kill minorities, you wouldn't do it yourself. You'll just sit back and let them do it. But what was I saying? Yeah. Uh... As these Mexicans are becoming larger and larger amount of a, mi a majority, they refuse to immigrate, integrate. And this is natural. People are tribalistic. People don't want to give up their own identity. They don't want to give up their own culture. They want the prosperity for their people. So these Mexicans, they never came here with the intention, most of them, 
never came here with the intention of immigrating. They never wanted to become white. They never wanted to become our version of Christian. They never wanted, cared about the Constitution. They came here for one purpose, for the prosperity of Mexicans. They want to make money for Mexican people. They send their money home to Mexico. Most Mexican families do this, where they make money and send it back to Mexico. And they're coming here to colonize. And here's another thing I learned about recently. Apparently, there are even some political parties in America of Mexicans who want to take their state and declare independence from America and become part of Mexico. So, literally, many of these Mexicans apparently want to annex parts of Mexico and give it back to Mexico, or get annex parts of America and apparently give it back to Mexico. So, what's happening uh, with this mass immigration crisis is us whites are being taken advantage of. All right, our country is being taken from us and being stolen from us, and they're just colonizing us. And the same they have the Mexicans over in Europe. What motivated you to learn so much about this? I mean, what made me alt right? Uh, wait, 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 well, wait. I was wait, always wait. political, like ever since 2016. I was kind of a loser, didn't have much friends. So when I, when 2016 came around, I got into politics, like, you know, not like, you know, reading like, you know, Ronald Reagan or anything, but just like online, like World War II type politics, you know communism cat just basic stuff and i evolved from there i was a communist back in like 2014 back when i was 14 but just like i didn't know anything about it but okay wait uh, 2016 stop. Huh? stop stop okay what why were you a communist at 14 well i didn't know anything about communism i didn't know anything about the soviet union because the education system is completely stupid what did you know though? and what were you taught what made you like what so what? You, if you well, now, hold like, on. in Let hindsight, so you're yeah. like, I'm not uh, that. What made you that, though? Well, I mean, uh, I was like communist for like a day. Like, I read it <laughs> on the internet. I'm like, like a very basic political cartoon about redistributing the wealth. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's just take the money from the rich and give it to the poor. That makes sense. Easy. Sure. What could go wrong there? Easy. And I was right. like that for a day, but... Yeah, I got out of that real quick. Pretty much just out of disinterest. But then when Trump came around, I liked his charisma, and that's kind of what brought me into politics. The reason uh, I became dissatisfied with the Republican Party, for a couple of different reasons, uh, I just, uh, well, it was a gradual shift. It wasn't anything major. Uh, back in, like, 2018, I started, uh, excuse me, I dropped something. How do I explain this? Um, I was always like a basic libertarian, and then I started listening to people from the alt-right. I came into contact with one of them, and their arguments made a lot more sense. And I started to realize the hypocrisy of the Republicans, and I kind of just became woke. And I fell down the alt-right rabbit hole, and uh, I looked back at my life, my own personal experience, and a lot of things made sense. And uh, here I am today. So, what... Um... What makes a person alt-right? Well, the alt-right is a... Best way for me to describe it now is is a loose association of right-wing people who are more racial in their viewpoints. That's the consistency about it. They don't like the mainstream Republican Party. 
and their viewpoints are based on race rather than primarily culture or taxes like other right-wing groups. That's what the alt-right is. Okay. So, I've asked this, like, I asked this before, but, I, I mean, you answered in a different way, but white, yeah. white supremacy versus white nationalism, right. if you were talking to a retard, <clears throat> sorry, a libtard, and you they obviously swallowed everything that they've had in the media, how would you explain it? Like, simply. Uh, well, white uh, supremacy is based on the idea that we're superior to everybody and we should hate everybody, blah, 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 we need to exterminate everybody. Uh, pretty much what Hollywood puts forth. Like, nobody's really a white supremacist. Like, I've never met that type of person who's real, unless they're, like, an FBI agent. But, like, <laughs> nobody wants to go out and, like kill minorities or anything this is complete this is completely fake Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah white supremacy is kind of just a thing they label you with it's not even real now i do believe there are racial differences and certainly us white people there's a reason we got to the moon and the rest of the world was chucking spears at each other so <laughs> uh, that's as far as i'll go although the chinese gave us a run for our money back in the day but you think we either way, the, wait, wait, wait. You think we went to the moon, though? <laughs> huh? Do you think we, we really, landed on the moon? Do you think we landed on the moon? Uh, of course. Who else would land on the moon? Do you think it was fake? I mean, here's the reason I don't think it's fake. I think the Soviet Union and Russia would have called us out if we had faked the moon landing. Don't you think? Here's a theory. And I, I honestly don't know. Maybe we did, and maybe we didn't. But um, the theory is that we bankrupt Russia because they thought we were involved in an actual moon race while we were actually uh, just bullshitting around in Hollywood. If you listen to Stanley Kubrick, he had an interview a couple years before he died describing how he uh, filmed the moon landing and had his lawyer set up the release one year after he died. So in 1999, there was a tape released of Stanley Kubrick talking about it and how he was very proud of it, but had mixed feelings because he felt like he betrayed the American population. There's also uh, Buzz Aldrin, a lot of suspicious interviews. And even if, even if we did land on the moon, they're not telling us everything. And some of the footage has been proven to be fake. So maybe, maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but we're not being told everything. And that's what bothers me, and that's why I keep questioning it. But this is way yeah. off topic. Yeah. But well, I am... Well, I'll just say so real quick that it's ironic that, because I'm pretty sure America and some other Western countries are the only countries in the world that deny the moon landing. But if you go to any other country, China, Russia, uh, Brazil, you know, they all teach about the moon landing. And if it was fake, I'm pretty sure Russia or China would have called it out, been the first ones to call it out, as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, I imagine it would be pretty embarrassing for the Russians to have to take that L and say that America landed on the moon first. But if it was fake, I don't see why the Russians would go with that, unless you believe that the American government is in control of the Russian government, in which case I got a bridge to sell you. Now we're going like 5D chess. Yeah. I think the Russians would have been too embarrassed on the global stage. I think China has consistently been working on it and are probably quite far ahead in space travel. 
uh, did you know that up until, like, last year... So my toys are going to be made on the moon? Huh? So my toys are going to be made on the moon? There's nothing up there. There might be a little bit of resources, but... It's um, cheese! So, Sorry. Huh? It's made of Food cheese. Food for thought. Cheese. Okay, thanks, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, U.S. had to rent out space shuttles to get to the you, uh, the Na- International Space Station up until a few years ago. So for 40, 50 years, the U.S. did not have their own technology to get up to the United Nations or United Nations slash International Space Station yeah. without uh, bombing rides from Russia. So my theory is that Russia had literally been working on it for all that time. Meanwhile, the U.S. was bankrupting them won the Cold War, they had no more resources, and we kind of just got to shrug. Later, when we actually wanted to go into space, we had to hitch rides off of them because we hadn't developed the information. Not to mention all of the Apollo missions and the technology have miraculously disappeared. Mm -hmm. There's too many things that happened to blindly... I don't know what happened, but I do have questions. Mm -hmm. I'll say it like that. Well, we can talk about that some other time because I haven't looked at any links. No, there's better things to talk about today. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. What was the question well, about race? Let's just, what white nationalism is? Yeah, white supremacy versus white nationalism. I think you had, like, you tied that up pretty well, but... Yeah, well, I'll explain what white nationalism is, specifically. White nationalism... Excuse me. White nationalism is a solution to the problem. The problem is that race, white people are being attacked in our countries. So... Uh, what our solution is, or at least for me personally, different people have different ideas, but for me personally, what white nationalism is, is white people taking back their territory and defending it and making it for themselves. Okay. And the establishment... Really... You can go. Sorry. No, 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 well, finish your thought, but then I had a follow-up, and <sighs> you maybe you'll answer it if you had more to talk on that point. All right. Well, uh, my solution to America specifically, you know, the UK is different. But for America, what I say what we need to do is uh, pretty simple, pretty reasonable. uh, Preserve the white majority. America has America has become less white, has become more unstable. All right. Used to be back in the 1960s, you could leave your door unlocked. And the only thing that's really changed are two things. Yeah. The changing in culture in the changing in racial demographics. Alright, so what we need to do is implement policies to preserve the white majority. uh, To make America keep it at 80% white, because we're the population that's kept this country in order. And if you look at the minorities, what they're doing right now, they're a big enough problem as minorities, with Mexicans and blacks killing each other. But But if America becomes majority Mexican what's going to happen is there's going to be a holocaust against black people and white people. So it's in everybody's interest to keep America, the traditional demographics that have been here, keep America white, and that will keep America stable. And this is really common sense, regardless of what your opinion on race is. But specifically, I'd go farther, farther and say that we should establish within America a white ethnostate and a black ethnostate. So, specifically, what I mean by that, hypothetically, what we can do is make, say, North Dakota a white ethnostate, 
meaning only white people are allowed to live there, allowed to own property. And all the white people who don't want to live around minorities, they can move to the white ethnostate, and vice versa. We can also have a black ethnostate in, say, South Carolina. So all the black people who don't want to live around white people, they can move to the black ethnostate. And the rest of America can remain desegregated, so all the liberal whites and black people, they can live together in the rest of America, and we can have the people who don't want to live with these other people, they can go move into their own neighborhoods. And this should also bring stability to the nation. I have some contradictions. I like that you're thinking about solutions to a racial problem in the U.S. However, I do see a couple contradictions. One would be that by moving a bunch of... First off, the logistics of it. Um, I don't know how that would work, but... Let's say It'll we be where out we like, we're not going to put people on trains. I, well, I was going to say that people move all the time, huh? I was going to say I suppose it would be like how you how I heard it then would be like a choice. Yeah. Uh well, well if it was a choice. Yeah, I didn't say. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, how it's going to be is there are a lot of white people like myself who don't want to raise my kid around minorities you know we see all this violence going on i don't want my kid living around mexicans and black people i want them to live around white people so people like me we can move to the midwest and we can have our white state where we can live around other white people which is our right you know we have a right to association freedom of association everybody does it you know matter of fact every ethnic group has an ethno so you look at jewish people right now in new york city you have jewish neighborhoods that are completely owned by Jews and they are completely for Jewish people. And you got right. neighborhoods that are filled with rabbis. And so, John, so the idea... Huh? I have to add this in here. So when the first time you mentioned this idea and concept, it sounded almost like we were definitely going to split up the states based on either belief, culture, or race. But now I'm hearing you say, it sounds like this is something that could happen naturally. This sounds like something that it is happening naturally. Oh, yeah. White is nationalism natural. is a common sense solution. It's not like communism where you got to pull like a magic trick up out of your ass to make it work. Uh, it's a very practical solution. Different people want to live with people that look like them. This is all of human nature. So we simply, and the issue is we could do this, but we got the civil rights movement that gets in the way of this. So. Uh, there are laws against starting a racial neighborhood. But if we take away these laws and allow white people to, and black people, to self-segregate naturally, this should solve a lot of issues. And this has always been American norms. Like, go back to the 1950s, even 1960s and all this. Like, the idea of race mixing, pushing everybody in the same neighborhood, that came right out of the Civil Rights Movement. But before that, everybody had an understanding of which neighborhoods were which and who belonged in different neighborhoods. And this was always accepted, and it worked. All right, America has been a stable nation. Besides the Civil War, America has been a very stable nation. But now that we're forcing all these different people to live in different neighborhoods, it's causing chaos. That That's an... Yeah, Ray? Sorry. Sorry, Gabe. <laughs> well, if, if it's really important, go for it. Otherwise... Well, um, it was another question that links to this. So if you've got something to say on this topic, go for it. 
on this topic? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think that the only thing we're missing aside from, well, it would just be if there is a, uh, white family living in a minority community that doesn't want to live there, there would need to be a group effort throughout the nation of, uh, a community of white people with similar belief systems that has a community already established in another state and that you can reach out to and say, hey, I'm really looking to relocate. If there is any other person of minority that fits where I'm living that would want to literally switch places and work together to relocate people around the nation, I think there are peaceful ways to do this without segregating people even more. Now, the other thing would be actual laws passed and districts being realigned throughout the United States. And are we still the United States if we are completely compartmentalized into different um, ethnicities? And I hear what you're saying about America initiate being white and it's been changing and really decreasing in power for a long time. But... I'm trying to think of if we were going to go with your concept, what would be the most peaceful way to go about that where people don't think they're actually being segregated against in a negative way? Well, look, life is complicated and sometimes you're going to get your hands dirty. You know, no solution is ever going to be 100% moral. You know, somebody's going to get screwed over. Somebody's going to get deported. Somebody's going to you know, get screwed over. And right now it's white people who are getting screwed over. So I'm working for the interests of my people first. But America has always been racially separated. It's just now that white people are getting screwed over. But what I'm, uh, what we can do, it is a very practical thing. You can have people that come. We do this all the time for like religious people. Uh, Different people of different religions and churches will move to different places like the Mormons the Mormons, you go to Salt Lake City, the entire city is filled with Mormons. So the, the same state. thing can be done. Huh? The entire state. Yeah. yeah, the entire the state. state. So this is very practical. Like, this has already been happening for years. We've had white flight where white people move out of uh, minority neighborhoods. Alright, so as long as we draw the borders out and explain to people that, hey, you're allowed to move here but not here, that will make it stable. Because a lot of white people, they don't want uh, immigrants that, coming into their community. Huh? That's exactly where the law- line is right now, though. Telling somebody you cannot move here, if they are a legal U.S. citizen, yeah, we've made a lot. We've made a lot of people citizens that probably had no right. They they really should not be citizens, um, and we've made them citizens. But now they are. How do we? How do we? do that without being demonized as white people even more. I mean, can you imagine the outlash at white people if we were... Well, I don't give a crap what black people think, really. Like, frankly, I just care about the safety of my own kids. So, So, I don't really care about the outlook. We're already being demonized enough. We may as well just give into it. You know, when somebody's calling you like, you know... Uh, something your entire life, you know, you may as well just give into it because we're already being treated like terrorists, so we're already being treated like racists. So we may as well just get the benefits of being racist because if we're going to get punished for being racist and not get the benefits of being racist, I already don't see the point. So we may as well just embrace racism so that way we can at least get safe white neighborhoods. 
but practically speaking, uh, practically speaking, uh, this is already happening just silently. Like everybody knows, and black people do this all the time. Like black people are a bunch of hypocrites, and same they have Mexicans, same they have Muslims. Like I guarantee you that those Muslims that you were talking about earlier, they would have no problem kicking you out of their neighborhood. Same they have the Mexicans. Well, all right, Mexicans discriminate. The only people who don't discriminate are white people. All right, we have every right to protect our neighborhoods. We have every right to choose who gets to walk down our streets, this, this especially is, if these people are rioting and burning down cities. There's a perfect example of this, and it's a leader of BLM who moved, who got a load of money, and she moved into a, a white neighborhood in a huge... In, what, she have three houses? I can't remember. Like, two or three mansions, because she used yeah, all of the money. Yeah, two fat fishes. All of the money that people, you know, donate online who think it's going to black communities, which it's not, she got a house well, it's going to seven in, a, in a white neighborhood, and it just proves that, why did she not go get a house in the hood? Like, why did she decide to go and live with in a white neighborhood? Now, did the, well, I think you know did the white people in that neighborhood turn around and say to her, get out no they went okay that's fine exactly right so maybe well, she look, potentially was the this first is exactly my point there's a drawing about this that explains what you're saying there's this drawing where you have a bunch of i forgot what it was exactly but pretty much what it's like it was like a circle kind of meme uh the what the meme was about is a bunch of people, minorities, were telling a group of white people that they hate them, that they're not welcome there. So this white people was like, all right, fine, I'll leave. And these white people went and formed their own settlement. And then the minorities, those same minorities, came to them again and said, hey, why are you being racist? Why are you letting us into this space? <laughs> yeah. And then those minorities then went into that space and say, hey, white people, we don't like you. Get out of here. So they have to do it all over again. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. These minorities, they want to take our money. They want to take our welfare. Welfare. They want to take everything we have, tear down our statues. And then as soon as they're done, they want to discriminate against us. The same things happen in South Africa. All right, South Africa, the black people are taking away all the land and all the farms from white people. They kill them. But then once they get poor they and fuck over them. themselves, they try to get the white people to move back in. It's an abusive relationship. All right, us white people are like battered wives who are cooking our abusive husbands breakfast and we're getting nothing good in return. We get beaten and we get our stuff taken from us. That's the relationship. Yeah, well, um, I have the, so the second question to that, so let me preface this before I ask the question because there was two things that I wanted to say. Um, I, I don't know who's listening, I don't know who's viewing, but... Um, I'm a little bit anxious to post this, but I'm going to post the podcast, obviously. But it's such a yeah. sensitive subject for people. And I just wanted to say that I really appreciate the fact that you've come on and spoken so truthfully and mm -hmm. said what you want to say based on your beliefs. Because I don't feel like you're hurting anyone with your speech. I don't feel like you're taking away anything from anyone with how you feel and what your beliefs are and I 
do kind of understand where you're coming from in terms of what can we do to fix the problem there is a problem like for me if i was going to say anything to anyone that Mm -hmm. i know in real life there is a problem with how white people are treated and i said this to gabe earlier that i was going to mention this if we say nothing then there's the whole social media thing where it says silence is violence why are white people not talking why are they not saying anything about what they've done and then on the opposite they're trying to make us slaves for minorities is if what we they're trying speak, to do. if we speak though they say you're white what do you know okay they're trying to look for a reason to persecute you you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't which is exactly what i said earlier when i said that we can't win so if we look at people of color and look at them by the color of the skin we can't win if we look at them and don't look at them with the, of the color of the skin we're <laughs> well, not supposed to win that's the point yeah all right and, and I think they want us to die and replace us with minorities to have their multiracial communist utopia yeah and i think like we talk a lot especially in the community that i'm in and gabe as well maybe not as much as me kind of sits a little bit on the sideline and looks at everything but we are what was i gonna say fuck it's gone from my head it's gone wait what did we say you you damned if you do damned if you don't um what they're looking for a reason first yeah I don't know. Fuck, it's gone. Anyway, there was another question that I want to ask you. Um, what do you think about the fact that the government have had quite a hand in the destruction of the black communities? So, just hear me out for a sec. If we look at the statistics when it comes to single motherhood... It's when the Jim Crow laws were in place, it was like, I think it was like 20%. Well, here's the thing about that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And now it's like 76% or something insane, which is because they said if you remove the father from the home, then we'll we'll give you more money. Mm -hmm. Black people were doing better in 1950s, but that's because us whites were the one to keep them in line. All right, we brought them from Africa, and we civilized them. We taught them how to read. We taught them how to write. You know, not to get too angry or anything here, but this is just the facts. Africa was a completely backwards continent. It's still a backwards continent. We brought them here. We made them Christian. And their civilization in America, we we taught them how to do that. All right. And, you know, not to say that we're like gods or anything, but... You know, we has a this is why I said earlier about race, culture, and politics. These black people may not have been white, but the white people that are in charge did everything they could to make them white, culturally speaking. So we kept them in line uh, by forcing Christianity upon them, and we also made it impossible not to be like conservative. Like back in the day, you had laws against adultery, you had laws against you know all these things. So everybody was doing better because everybody was forced to be conservative. It wasn't until the 1960s that the feminist movement came around and screwed over white people and black people. But it just so happens that this progress was focused more on black people. Like, pretty much black people are like the guinea pigs for Democrats, pretty much. All right? This stuff was tried to be pushed on black people. And there are a lot of things that happened. For example, the drug epidemic... 
that came from Mexico. Part all that crack and cocaine was coming from Mexican immigrants and the black that people. Came from the CIA. Huh? That was the CIA. That was the CIA. Whoever is controlling the CIA were trafficking drugs into minority communities. So even after, so going back to after the Civil War, we had this giant population of African Americans here in America. And then, I, I like what you said about that, we culturized them. Uh, if they were going to be stuck on this continent, we were going to bring them into our culture. So even though we may have a different race, we had to adapt them into our culture, which you're right, we did with Christianity, English, education. And although they didn't have voting rights quite as early, they didn't have a lot of rights quite as early, we tried indoctrinating them into the American way. Now, that, you're saying that this white war, race war against the whites, what has been ongoing and has a, a, a plan against whites. I don't know how, who instigated this, but there are factors behind the scenes that were specifically targeting African-American communities with very dangerous drugs, especially cocaine. And we, there's documents that the CIA was tracking cocaine into Los Angeles, San Francisco, and all over the world. Or mostly in the U.S., but all over the world, actually. Uh, yeah. And, well, and crime rate rose when the rap culture, same thing. If you've read about Hollywood, Hollywood has been infiltrated by the CIA. And when Hollywood started promoting black rap music, promoting crime and violence, crime rates went through the roof. So even though I, I agree with a lot they of promoting it, I think they, they might be a victim. I think that they also might be a victim of some darker force, just like white people are also a victim of some darker force working against us. There are forces at play that want a race war. And we're both being manipulated if we're not informed. Both, all races, not just one. And we're both being manipulated if we're not informed. Both, all races, not just one. There are powers that don't want any of us to succeed. Yeah, but here's the issue. Is black people are still going to exist in 100 years. Half the world's population is African. The only way you can get rid of black people is if you were to drop a meteor on Africa. The issue is that white people are going to be exterminated like the polar bear. Even in Sweden, you go to Sweden in 50 years, it's going to be a bunch of uh, Liberians. All right, it's going to be black. All right, so that's the issue. Certainly other people are getting screwed over by the government. I agree. But uh, us whites are the ones who are going to be exterminated by the government. But, uh, wait, what are you saying? What was your question? Did you have a question in that statement? I had a point to, you were talking about how the, well, I don't know what the question was, was or what you had said. To with, to the it was to do with black communities and drugs being introduced into black communities and also like taking the father out of the home and. All that kind of thing, which is false. Yeah, I brought up Mexicans coming into the country. Yeah. And, so and then you interact with the FBI or the CIA. Yeah, the CIA having and like an that. And that's part of the cartel. And I don't know who these nefarious forces are behind it, but these black and uh, Mexican communities are also, um, because they're killing each other, That's those are gang wars created by whoever's selling them the drugs. I mean... They're, well, I don't think I we mean, should take away responsibility from minorities. They are responsible for the issues in their community. Unless they're being manipulated by, let's say, CIA. I mean, I, I agree with you on 
quite a bit of this, but I don't know if. Oh, I think the point is that I, I hear what you're saying. Whites are going to be in the minority very rapidly in the next hundred years, mm-hmm. and yeah, that is an issue in my opinion. Like I, I like my culture. I like being Scandinavian, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really see how warring with each other is going to fix it. Like I think that if we focused on the powers that be that are actually inciting this violence, well, we all might be able to succeed a little more well, peacefully. Look. I understand that, but you don't get to pick your enemies. You don't get to pick what battles you get to fight. All right, if we got bombed by Japan and you went off and went to war with Canada, all right, that's not going to stop Japan from bombing us. You're just wasting your time going to war with Canada. All right, and this is the same thing with the racial issue. It would be nice if everybody would team up together to create a better world. It would be nice if black people and Mexicans and white people would hold would fight hand-in-hand to fight the government, but that's not going to happen because there is a race war against uh, white people. Minorities do not like white people. Mexicans don't like whites. Blacks don't like whites. And we can argue where that came from. You can say whatever you want about the government or the moon landing, but at the end of the day, there is still a race war against white people, and we need to fight it. That doesn't mean we need to tear it up all black people. All right, I do support black people. I want them to do good. I don't want them starving to death in Africa. I don't want them to have no water. However, you know, the way I view it is race is like family. You take care of your own family first, and you protect them from other people's families. And this is the way we look at race. We need to put white people first. We are white, and we are the ones who are getting fucked over the most. So we need to collectivize as white people to protect ourselves and to get these hostile foreigners out of our countries. And that's the thing. It's not even just like not... I don't want to kick out every single non-white person out of the country. I just want to make sure that the majority of the people living there are white. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Berlin, and I want to see Germans. All right, when I go to Moscow, I want to see Russians. When I go to England, I want to see British people. Although I would never go to England. <laughs> don't blame me. Yeah. I'd probably go to Ireland. I, I don't want to see a bunch of Africans in France, Berlin, Britain, all that. I want to see Africans when I go to Africa. And when I go to China, I want to see Chinese people. We want to preserve all races and all cultures. Diversity is a good thing, but when you start race mixing, eventually all the races disappear and everybody just becomes sub-Saharan African. All right, and these other cultures get obliterated, like the Native Americans. So this is why uh, what we white nationalists want. We want to achieve a world where Africa belongs to the Africans, where Europe belongs to the Europeans, and Asia belongs to the Asians. That's the world we want to achieve. We don't want to kill brown people. We don't want to tear brown people down. We want to achieve a world where everybody lives in peace with borders and everybody preserves their race and their culture. That's the world we want. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say that it was a good little bit to end on in terms of I was asking you questions. I think I definitely want to know if any followers who are listening have any questions, like just DM me about this specific podcast. Um, Uh, Before we go, we were supposed to talk about Republicans and Trump real quick. Yeah, we're not going yet. 
we're not going yet. We're going to move on to the right. next topic because I, I do want to know this. I want to know what your thoughts are on Trump first. So let's just go with that. Let's start there. Well, why should I support him? All right, what has Donald Trump done for white America? You tell me. Anything? Are you asking me that? I thought it was I'm good. asking both of you. Okay. I assume both of you support Trump. I want y'all to tell me why I should support Trump. Why should I die by him? What has he done for white people? Because I believe uniting the country is more realistic than splitting us all up. And I respect your viewpoints, and you lay them out very well. But when it comes down to it, I, I believe that it's more realistic to unite and move forward against every news outlet that demonized Trump than it is to try separating everybody. So yeah. God knows Donald Trump never divided the country. Well, he he did. He did. In a way. I don't think he did. I think the media did. I don't think he did. That's, thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. You saved me. The, the media was more divisive than anything else. And it wasn't just the media. It was big tech. And, and John, when I say maybe we could unite against powers that are actually inciting violence against each other... It's really not these politi- the politicians are a factor of it, but at this point it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, CNN, uh, all of the Rachel media. Mata. Yeah, I mean it's these people. So if we could unite against the... these people, sorry, and get like, them- what is Trump going to do for white people? All right, because he made a bunch of promises that he never kept. He pandered to white nationalists in 2016 and turned his back yeah. on us. He promised to build a wall, never built it. Never once said anything positive about white people. All right, and all he did was pander to black people. He said he was going to let black people out of prison, which would have been great for white people, letting angry black people out of prison. He promised right before he got kicked out of office, he pledged to give like $5 million to the black community just to get black people to vote Republican, but yet black people still vote like 90% Democrat. That's all Republicans ever do is pander to non-white people. so and they promise to make things better for white people, but they backstab us as soon as they get into office. So you do think that Trump is a Republican? Uh, I mean... I know he ran, the, he, he ran the Republican ticket, but do you think that he truly is a Republican? Like uh, Mitt Romney, for example. I mean, he grew up in New York City, so I seriously doubt that he's like an evangelical Christian. But then again, neither are the Republicans. The Republicans and Democrats are no different. They just appeal to different types of people. They're all paid off by the same people. They all do the same stuff. They all ride with Jeffrey Epstein. All right. They're all the same people. A bunch of rich Jewish and white people growing up in freaking these uh, wealthy families like the Clintons and the Obamas and the Reagans. And they just pander to white people and pander to brown people. But yet they don't do a goddamn thing for anybody. They sit on their asses and blame the other party for not doing anything. But in reality, both of the parties don't do anything. It is organized irresponsibility. When a Republican gets in the White House, what he does is he makes a bunch of promises that he doesn't keep. And he just blames Democrats for everything. And the Democrats do the same. They do do the same, and I don't think either party is necessarily on our side. But I, if I had to choose between Barack Obama or Trump, Donald Trump, I know who I'd choose. And if I, I either I don't vote at all, what what good is that going to do? Oh, you're protesting? 
I mean, I get that, and I feel that too, but seriously, do you want Hillary Clinton in or Donald Trump? Do you think it would have been bit better with Hillary? Like, it wouldn't have been any different. We're still being invaded by Muslims and Africans and Mexicans. We're still going to be in my... Like, all Republicans do is they slightly hate white people less. And they do a slightly better job of not killing white people, but not by much. It's like having a choice between being in an abusive relationship or being addicted to heroin. You know, one choice may be better than the other, but they're both pretty shitty choices. All right, but that's the thing about this. This government, this two-party state, is arguably worse than a dictatorship. Because under a dictatorship, at least you're able to blame one party. But with a two-party state, you think you have a choice, but you don't have a choice. A America under de democracy is no different than America under Republicans. And we saw this with Barack Obama and George Bush. All we got from both those presidencies were a bunch of dead Muslims in the Middle East and a bunch of refugees coming into Europe. So what we need to do is, and the same thing applies to European governments, we need to reform the governments. We need to rebel against the authorities and completely rearrange uh, the governments. We need to restructure, form new political parties that will take power how, how and have a revolution against the political established quo. So would you say that's kind of anarchy? Uh, temporary to put an end to this government, but after anarchy, we rebuild a new government. Okay, that's interesting to, to know. I was just going to say, like, it's, just it's, quickly, Gabe. Like, I guess this all depends on what it depends on what you think about Trump. Like, it depends if you think that Trump's truly Republican. Personally, like, I don't. I I genuinely don't. And, who cares? But it, like, what do Republicans do for white people? But it, nothing. It, that this specific his specific term, I think, was bigger than what what most people realize. That like, I don't think it was another term of blue blue versus red. I don't think it was another term of. Democrat versus Republican. I think he was bigger than that. And if, and only if, because we're only so far in this, it does prove election fraud happened and somebody or more than somebody is going to be punished for it, only then will I know that genuinely he went through that term to get to that point. Because I do think that's what is going to be exposed. I could be wrong, obviously. I'm just a conspiracy theorist. It's only a theory. But just as a like a different side view of that i think a lot of people look at trump differently in terms of that i think he was put there to expose the the wings of the bird which everybody says it's left and right and like, oh well, it's just a puppet it's just a controlled opposition he's just a republican blah, blah, blah. i think it's i think it's bigger than that but that that's another podcast for another day obviously i just wanted to know what your thoughts are on trump and i think we definitely definitely got those so that's good it's good to it's good to know that though because it's good to hear well, out to of explain. the echo chamber. Okay, so John, tell us what your solution would be if you ha if there were no Republicans and no Democrats. What would what what would you do? What would be the solution for you? Would it be like tearing well, down and starting a new thing, or well, if if there were no Republicans and no Democrats, I wouldn't do anything because there wouldn't be any problems. <laughs> Like, my existence is pretty much because of the Republican Party not doing anything to protect white people and the Democrats as well. But I think if we were to just get rid of this government, I think the situation would solve itself because the only reason that immigrants are coming here to begin with is because of the government. 
offering millions of dollars in welfare. Well, the, so we the just got rid. Not to be annoying, but the other thing is that the, they are bombing other countries as well. Yeah, as well that too. So really, the government's the issue, or specifically our uh, government mm-hmm. that's ran by certain people. Uh, yeah, they're the problem. We need to dispower this government and take this government out of the picture. We need to install a new government that's ran. We need populism is what we need. We need the people to kick these capitalist ruling class elites out of power. And we need to install a dictatorship of the proletariat, as they used to say. We need a... You probably don't get the reference. But... Explain? Explain? Oh. Uh, Well, you remember Vladimir Lenin, don't you? All right, well, that's what he said about the Soviet Union, that the Soviet Union was going to be a dictatorship of the proletariat, meaning the working class was going to be in charge of the Soviet Union. That was the idea before Stalin took power. The idea is the Soviet Union was supposed to be a democracy where the working class had all the power. That was the idea, so I was making a joke about that. Well, yeah, but, like, how would that work? Huh, were you talking about communism? It doesn't work. Okay, so if you wanted the okay, like so in your perfect well, first world, off, in case you don't you want... know this, I'm I'm a socialist. I don't like capitalism. But how how is socialism not different to communism? Oh Lord, where did I begin? All right, first off, ask the question you're about to ask before, then we'll get into capitalism, communism. Um, I was gonna ask you. You look cute when you're confused. I was, no. Okay. I was going to ask you how you you would implement that. Implement what? Dictatorship of the proletariat? Yeah. Uh, simple. <laughs> we rally the working class of America and we take back power. Physically. All right. We demand that we be given our rights. We demand representation. And if the government continues to violate our rights, then eventually... We have our Second Amendment for that. What government, though? If you've destroyed the government, if you've if you've burned it down, and you want the working class to be the the main voice, how the white how would that how will we do it? Mm. Uh, pretty simple democracy. We make the people aware of the issue, and we get the people to elect people who are on our side, people who have our back. So, and there are plenty of good people on both sides. You got people like Tulsi Gabbard, you got Republicans who served in the army, more on the local level, who are very good people uh, that we can install as new people that will represent the people. Won't you always find people who want to be on a power trip there? Well, look, the government's going to have power, but you can have people who have a power trip that are still good leaders. Look at Julius Caesar. And other uh, political... I'm not going to get too into different political leaders because I might get in trouble. Uh, there's one I like from the 1940s that you may get in trouble. But looking at Julius Caesar, you know there have been plenty of leaders in the past who have been authoritarian, who have been totalitarian, but have still been good for their people. So... That's luck, right? <laughs> like, what, what I'm mean? trying to say is, like, I would love, and this might sound a little bit conceited and big-headed... Uh, a parliament room full of people like me 
who actually give a shit, who actually want to, to look after people and make people thrive. Like, that would be perfect. Yeah. But you're not going to find that in terms of, let's... I don't know. I see, I see where you're going. You'd have to hope... It's a little bit like anarchy for me. I've always said you'd have to find a lot of people who wouldn't want to kill each other for the shit and i don't know mm. drug addicts and steal and do whatever yeah. you'd have to find just perfect people who don't live in this hamlet this is another well, thing it's not about perfection obviously the government's not going to be perfect we're just going to get people who do a better job and all right any so, government is going to be corrupted but we need people who have the interest of white people the so, working class so what kind of system would you implement to get rid of people who are shit I want to be careful how I say this. Uh, what do you mean? Like, what Don't type say of death, policy death would I firing squad. Well, we have a constitution. All right, simple. Like what we had in America up until now. Well, you have, yeah, now we had a constitution. Yeah, well, technically, I guess, but nobody gives a shit about it. But what we so, have is a set of values, and we have a politically aware people, and, uh, we make sure that we implement laws to make sure that the people who are in power have good values, and we need to make sure that people of good values uh, get in power, and we need to have a good system to filter the people that we don't need in power. Okay. Like, pretty much the American, you know, what we have in America right now, what the Founding Fathers had, with the uh, three branches of government. So how would you... We impeached and... Huh? How would you stop this from happening so like we've had the constitution was written and now we're here and we're talking about the fact we need to burn it down how would you put that middle line in to stop this from happening again if you were to say rewrite the constitution for example how how would you because they did everything in their power and i've like we all know that in how they wrote it to stop this shit that's going on right now from happening. So how... How? I just I just don't know well, how. Well, look, I it think, goes back... Excuse me? Yeah, just go ahead. I was just going to say, I think if evil is, resides on this earth, which it does, it's just yeah. always going to come to the cycle. So I suppose maybe... Well, it goes back to what I said before about a civilization. You can go ahead, Gabe. Go on, Gabe. No, I want me to finish. All right, me to finish or her? Oh, sorry. No, Ray. What the last part? No. Just, Do you think that if evil, if evil always resides on this earth, which it, which it always will, what? it always will because there's there's two dualities. There's always dark and light, so there's always going to be evil and good. So how do we balance that? Is the question. I suppose I'm not I'm not trying to like challenge you, John. I'm not trying to say. You're wrong. Yeah, I understand. I'm just trying to say, like, how do we possibly balance well, that here's, so perfect? Yeah. Well, here's my answer. A civilization is a... A nation is a natural thing. It is a living, breathing entity. Just like a body. An and a body has an immune system. An immune system is supposed to fight off viruses. So a healthy nation will be able to handle... Uh, different types of parasites coming in and trying to take over. Your immune system is supposed to fight back against it. All right? And these corrupt politicians are like a virus. They are like a parasite. 
and a healthy nation that is strong will have a healthy immune system that will fight back against these viruses and parasites. The problem with our nation is we are unhealthy. Therefore, we cannot fight back against these parasites. It's likewise said before, in order to hold up a society, you need race, religion, and culture. And if you get rid of one of them, the rest of them will fall apart. And what we did was we got rid of race first with the civil rights movement. And then in the 1960s, we got rid of our culture. We used to have very strong, good-hearted white men who would fight for their country back in World War II, Korea, Vietnam. But our culture has died out. And now in America, we have a lack of real men in leadership. And this has caused us to decay as a society. And because we have a lack of real men in our society to lead the way, we are being taken advantage of. So what we need to do is rebuild the family unit. We need to rebuild the man. And we can then rebuild the government. And that government will stay because they will have real men like Theodore Roosevelt in charge with a set of balls that will keep the government functioning for the people. I, I mean... I'd love for some of what you have to say to be realistic. Not all of it, but some at its core foundation. You have some good ideas that seem too unrealistic. And I like that you're trying to find solutions, but I don't know if it's it's realistic to... I think contemplating them is a step along the way to find the actual solution. And it looks like you're on that path to thinking about logistically how a nation would rebuild itself. But I'm not hearing legitimate ways it would actually play out. That's that. Th those are my thoughts right now. So it's, it's going to be like, well, look. it's going to be a cultural thing. Like, so this is something that I was thinking about. It's not going to be any law that's going to be implemented by these by government. It's not going to be anything separate to what we do as parents, essentially. So for me, um, and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand this. Like I've had some comments recently about how women have. I'm not even going to go there, but it's to do with it's to do with the Western man. It's to do with re rebuilding the man, right? And this is something that I'm really passionate about as a woman. I believe that that's the right thing to do. I believe that it's the first thing to do because I do believe that there is some sort of system to it. And women might not like this, but for me, it's God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. That's how I think it should go. That's the natural order. Do you watch Jesse Lee Peterson? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, but he's right. Oh, yeah. He changed That's my life. I, yeah, he's right about that. He's a cultural guy. He changed my life. He taught me how to forgive people. Yeah. He completely changed my life. And so... Not yeah. country family. Yeah. So I think that it's really important that people understand that. It doesn't mean that women are, like, just nothing, because they're so important to men as well. But... Well, women are the backbone. Mothers are the backbone of our society. Mothers raise men. Men protect women. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just perfect. And if people were taught this instead of this whole third wave feminism, which is a complete other podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well mm, do you think that women should vote? 
why would they need to if they got real men in charge? Ooh. I don't know. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> um, did you know? Like, why you have I don't think I care. You got women that concern themselves with Dude. anything outside their family. You got more problems to deal with. Like a real woman living in a good society has nothing to concern herself I about. I was just gonna say. All my care would be about was my children, and I'd just let him go do what needed to be done. And I would trust him to do the right thing. So I suppose... Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, wanting to be political is, you know, it is a man's job. Like, why would a woman want to concern herself with politics? Like, only a man would want to put up with that chaos and nonsense. Oh. I don't think any woman wants to even work or do any of this crap. <laughs> when they can just stay at home and raise children, and they want to. Uh, do you, and do you know the thing is that I think that so now like society has taught women to repel that so much that they subconsciously want that now yeah. I think that's where we've got to and it frustrates them that that's what they want so like for me personally I get frustrated sometimes because I'm like you know I'm broody and I'm like okay I want kids that kind of thing and I'm thinking fuck what would my life be like if I was an actual feminist like where I would be like, oh no, why don't you kids? I can just climb the ladder and work for a guy in a suit all, all of my life. Like, oh, just don't even know how yeah. you could feel like that, you know? And I think it's just, it's just nature at the end of the day. It's just nature to want to be that way. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you put it so well with your like, why would any woman want to get involved in that chaos? <laughs> yeah. But um, I think we're kind of changing the subject a little bit. Sorry. How answer the question that Gabe asked? When it comes to rebuilding a nation, there's an old saying, Rome was not built in a day. And it also didn't fall in a day. The fall of Rome happened over generations. It wasn't nuked like Japan. It fell over generations. All right, generations of men were born, and these men didn't do their job, and the Roman Empire fell apart. While when it began, you had generations of men who worked, and eventually their work paid off and created the Roman Empire. So this is how we do it. A society is built off of a family. You cannot do anything without families. Mothers and children are the backbone of society. When you have a poisoned family, you can't do anything. While on the other hand, if you have strong families, you can do a whole awful lot. So this is what we need to do. Us white people need to come together. Good white people, good moral, moral characteristic. We need to come together and rebuild the white society, the white family, we need to uh, bring back our culture. We used to have good culture back in the 90s until rap music took over. We need to bring back white identity and white politics. And once we rebuild the family unit, once we rebuild, we can then have ourselves a nation. And this nation can fight for victory. This is what we can do. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Our grandchildren are going to be the ones to fight back for this country. What you need to do and what she needs to do is have 12 kids and those kids need to have 12 kids and their kids need to have 12 kids. And before you know it, you're going to have uh, an army, an army of good white people who are going to fight for the future. That's what needs to happen. That was a good answer. It sounds like me and Gabe are having 12 kids. Is that right? Yeah, but <laughs> I mean... It, it, we could have 24 if you had some, married somebody and then I married somebody. Good point. Well, actually, if you right. had two wives, you'd be able to produce double. <laughs> now I'm, I'm not... 
Don't go, go to that. There. That's where our Viking ancestors did. We did that last podcast when we talked about Gabe potentially having seven wives. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not we sure I should post it. Take them back. Um, 12 kids. Yeah. I think we should that bring back common, the though. nuclear family. Oh, huh? actually, yeah, that was common. And as a society gets more and more developed, they usually uh, have less kids, which is why you see immigrant families having many more kids. But um, on the nuclear family, John, this might be a really good full circle here because you're right. Um, regardless of if I agree with white nationalist ideology, I do like my – I want to marry – um, I, I would prefer to keep my lineage Caucasian. I, I, and I don't think I'm racist for doing that. That's just what I prefer. Um, and having a nuclear family structure is also something I agree on, which we talked about a little igloo bit. Babies? Say what? You want those igloo babies? Scandinavian? No, no, no. We do teepees. It's the Sami up in northern Norway. Uh, yeah, you're going to be taking baths in those, like, freaking lakes that are, like, super hot but covered in snow around it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, the hot springs. Yeah, I'd love to live there. But go on what you're saying. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Well, no, this is this might be a good full circle. <laughs> uh, for From how we started to where we got to, the idea of uh, any culture or race uniting together to build themselves stronger in a family unit uh, and a community is something I can get behind 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any race. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, uh, can I respond that real quick? Uh, sure. I agree, but here's the issue. Look, you can support other people of different races. I'm sure you believe all lives matter. But as a white yeah. man, you have a responsibility to take care of your life and the life of your people group. This is what God gave you to take care of. Uh, and here's the problem of your logic. If you have strong black families, if you have a strong black nation, why would they need to unite with a different nation? If you have a strong white nation, why would they need to unite with other people? The only time people really unite when, with other people is when they're weak. All right, but if you had strong families, if you had strong Mexican families, if you had strong black families and strong white families, none of these people would ally with each other. And they wouldn't need to either. Like, what problems are you going to have if you have a strong black family? What problems are you going to have if you have a strong white family? So it kind of becomes redundant to try and want unity when everybody is strong and doing fine on their own. It's about self-sufficiency is what it's about. Everybody has their own nation, their own culture to go take care of. I'm just like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It feels like that would almost be what we used to have a thousand years ago. Yeah. Like, good old days. Yeah, seriously, the good old days. But then you're always going to have a country like China that's going to come in and take advantage of that. I Ow. mean, how? But I suppose if, if John's saying, like, if you have a strong, if it's not in chaos and you have a strong basis and a strong culture. And you all know what's ha what it's about. If China did decide to do that, you would be able to go, fuck off, I can fight back. Whereas, I suppose, like, okay, right, 
hypothetically, if, if we all had, to, if 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 America had to be drafted to go to war, the fucking state. I'm sorry, the state of the people who would go to war. The just imagine all of the liberals, like just for example, an example, who would have the to go game fight. Range. Who would have to go fight? Like not even that. Just just like. Oh, I, 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 do I really need to go? Can't I just stay at home? That, that that would be the the attitude. So I guess if you're looking at it from a standpoint of like, we're trying to over generations teach teach, and and this is something that I honestly, truly, always, always have said and believed in, is that there is does need to be a cultural change, and it doesn't just mean what you're talking about, John. It means like in terms of how yeah. men and women view sex how men and women view having children like all of these things do need to be addressed and i don't know if it will ever happen again but it, it to me it personally it does help so yeah like just yes. imagine these people but, being drafted to go to war like what the fuck could you imagine yeah yeah but um actually can i respond to gabe what you said about china mm -hmm. China wasn't in charge of the world back in the 1950s. When America was strong, China was unable to take power. It has been because America is weak and because people have weak families that they're a that China is able to take advantage of people. So if we had strong nations, China would not be an issue. And by the way, I don't really see China as being a big boogeyman, you know, nor Russia either. I think uh, America is the bad guy. We are what we accuse the Chinese of being. It's domestic. So if any... If we need to go to war anywhere, if we need to invade any country, it should be Washington, D.C. Yep. Uh, yep. I'll leave that that. Yeah. Completely agree. It's been a really good conversation. I've really enjoyed it. I think right. we maybe could do it again. I'd like to. Okay. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll see if you absolutely hate it every second, John. <laughs> Yeah, I'll listen to it. Like, when's this podcast going to come out? Um, so hopefully I will upload it tomorrow, and it'll be up tomorrow night. All right, can you send me a link? Yeah, of course, yeah. All right, yeah. thank you. But to everybody who's still listening, still hanging on, and still viewing, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 18, right, Gabe? Is that right? Right on. Perfect. Yeah, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm about out of steam. Whoa. It's like 1am here. Must be it's... at 1.30, isn't it? I don't know. I can't, I can't see the clock. Yeah. But yeah, no, thank you so much for joining it's us. It's 9.28 for me. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe it's 2. Huh? I don't... Uh, my phone said 9.28. Who knows? Anyway, never mind. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love some feedback on this episode. So if anybody does want to send us any questions or just talk to us about this episode, then send me a message. Uh, this will be uploaded ha mostly to Qtards FM IG. And we're also on Spotify. And you can find me on Spotify at the Redheaded Redcoat. And yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, before uh, we go, I have a suggestion for y'all look into this is real quick okay. you uh ray you live in the uk and there is a nationalist group you can talk to i think you would get along with they're the called patriotic alternative have you heard of them no oh you haven't 
Uh, I think you would love them. I sent you a link to it uh, on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I can let you check out their website. You'll like them. Uh, they're very pro-family too, pro-British. Okay. Anti-COVID. And for you, Gabe, since you're an American, I recommend you checking out the National Justice Party. They are a white nationalist political party. I can give you a link to their website. And you can watch their videos so you can look into what more of what we believe, our philosophy. And, uh, yeah, for any other viewers, too, you can look into these websites if y'all want to look more into uh, white nationalism, ethno-nationalism. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing. Gabe, have you got anything to add? Thank you for being here, John. I absolutely love hearing that. I've never heard anybody so articulate about such a controversial topic, and uh, you you really said it well. Yeah, well, desperate times call for desperate measures. So a lot of people are going to be embracing political extremist ideologies, and I think uh, white nationalism is going to be a lot more common in the future. So I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. That was a perfect ending. Right, okay. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.